0: Hey, I just observed some demos and there were four key mistakes that most of the people were making giving these demos. Four huge things that will prevent those deals from closing. I wanna share them with you to make sure you're not making these same four huge mistakes. Check it out. Welcome to Sastery in the Making, the podcast that features the people who made the software world what it is today and the leaders who are shaping the future of technology. Here's your host, Matt Wallach. Welcome, welcome. So excited to have you here at Sastry in the making. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for watching. If you are watching on YouTube, it's very, very cool to have you here. And really interesting, usually I have a guest, somebody who comes on and talks about some of the things they've been working on, some of the uh, creative energy that they have or their story about their SaaS. Maybe they're an expert and they want to share with you some of their advice and their knowledge. But today we're not going to have a guest. Today, it's going to be me. And the reason that I'm doing this is because there's been some some things that I've seen out there. I've been watching some demos. Some of my clients have submitted some demos to me, and I've captured a lot of issues with these demos. I've seen a lot of struggle, and I've seen a lot of mistakes that have been made within these demos. And so, what I wanted to do today was share these mistakes. So, We're gonna go into the perfect deal process. That's a process that helps you close a ton of demos. It makes it so easy to walk through your demos. If you have not watched any of the stuff on the perfect deal process, if you've not followed me long enough to see how the perfect deal process makes it really, really simple to close demos and to have a scalable and repeatable process, definitely go check that out. You'll find it within the podcast. You'll find it on our YouTube channel. You're going to want to watch stuff about the perfect deal process. We will dive into a piece of that. I will explain it at a high level today so you have an understanding of that. And we're going to dive into each of the four facets of it and pick out the four biggest mistakes that are being made within demos. And this is something that's very critical because each of these could potentially kill your deal. Now, nobody wants their deal killed. So we want to make sure that that's not happening. So I'm really excited for today. I really can't wait to share some of this. I wanna make sure we're eliminating these big mistakes so that we can now go ahead and deliver closed deals time after time and get that close rate up and up and up. So one of the things that's really interesting, one of my clients, Paul, he went from a 26% close rate to 87% close rate just by shoring up some of these loose ends, just by making sure that their perfect deal process was really, really tight. From 26% to 87%. I love it. The success stories, when I hear that is it just makes me so, so overjoyed. It's fantastic to hear people seeing that success after struggling. So, by the way, a little bit about me, if you haven't followed me long enough. I've been in software for 15, 16 years, built a couple products, sold them. But the problem was when we were first launching, I tried to get out there and sell, tried to get out there and tell people about it, tried to go through these demos and failed time after time after time. I put a ton of effort into it and nobody was buying. It was so frustrating for me to be spending so much time on these prospects and not a one signing up. If you've ever felt that, you'll know how very, very upsetting it is. So I had to do something about it. I went out and did a lot of research, a lot of studying, talked to a lot of people, asked a lot of mentors and figured out the best process for software. How do you sell software effectively? Now, once I figured that out, I created that. That's the perfect deal process. And from that point forward, we took off. It was really cool to see the hockey stick that happened at that point. We had exponential growth the triple, triple, double, double, that was us. We did that. We had investors coming to us. And by the way, it's really fun when you get to take your pick of which investors want to hand you money. And we eventually exited that company for nine figures. So this is the process that really led to all that, that I attribute it to. And it helped my future companies exit as well. Many of my clients have also seen exits because of this very process. So Let's talk about it. What is the perfect deal process? Now, when we say that, D-E-A-L, those letters stand for something. That's an acronym, D-E-A-L. And it stands for discover, educate, associate, and lead. Discover, educate, associate, and lead. These are the four main things that you've got to do within your demo if you want to be able to close your demo. If you want to be able to close demos at a very high clip, Now, by the way, let's talk about what that means. What is a good close rate? Well, I have a lot of people come to me and they say, hey, Matt, fix our close rate. We need to fix our demos. I always ask them, what's your close rate? First of all, you got to figure out what it is. To figure out your close rate, it's how many opportunities did you have? How many demos did you have that month? Usually we look at a month. And how many new deals closed that month? Now, I know that the deal you closed this month might've started last month or the month before. And the demo you're doing now might eventually close next month or the month after. But we've got to figure out some sort of bracket to be able to track it. And so we really look at how many demos are you doing and how many deals did you close in this month. And that's how we figure out the close rate. Ideally, they both get better and better as we go. Okay, So minimum close rate. The minimum that you should be at in order to make sure that your your software company can survive is 20%. If you are under 20%, then you are going to have a tough time making it in the software world. Under 20% means you're spending a lot of time and effort and money and not getting much back. You're not getting many deals and revenue coming in the door. So 20% is the bare minimum just to stay afloat. But really, if you want to see scale, if you want to start to see some growth, we got to get to 30, 33% is kind of where I say one out of three, you got to close one out of three. And then it really goes from there, 40%, 50%. Like I mentioned, I have clients all the way up to high eighties and ourselves for our software, we got to 81%. Okay. So we have, I have some of my clients beating me. That's fantastic. I love it by the way. So. That's the close rates you got to be looking for. If you really want to make a target, 33% is kind of where that really starts to scale, where your company really starts taking off. And it's all about how you structure your buyer journey and your demo process. Great products with poor sales are going nowhere. I've seen average products with great sales take off, but I've also seen great products with poor sales go splat. Okay it's really, really critical. So what is the perfect deal process? Well, the perfect deal process, let's talk about each of those pieces. Discover, educate, associate, lead. Discover means you need to figure out what's going on with your prospect. You need to understand them. You need to dive into their head. You need to figure out if they're a fit. You need to decide, is this somebody we want to work with? But there's a little bit more to that. And this is where a lot of people struggle. So mistake number one, Mistake number one is in the discovery process, people who are selling are only looking for a fit, okay? Now, a lot of people think that that's all you do within discovery. We need to figure out, are they a fit for us? But there's the problem. Discovery is so much more than just determining fit. In discovery, if you're only looking for fit and then you start selling once you find it, You're not going to achieve what you need to achieve in a discovery process in that phase. And it's a critical phase. This is your foundation for your entire sale. So there are four things that you must do in discovery if you want to get your prospect in that mode and ready to buy. One of them is find fit. So if you're not doing that, at least start making sure that they are a fit for you. You should have your ICP nailed. That's your ideal customer profile. You should really understand who you want to sell to and who your best customers are. And then make sure that this person, this company is a fit for that. So that's definitely number one. If you're not doing that, start making sure that they're a fit. If they're not, politely tell them so and move on to the next. But most people stop there. And that's one of the biggest mistakes is once that prospect says in discovery something that tells you, yes, they're a fit, most people move on and start selling. Let's go, okay, let's go look at the product. Let's go do this. But there's more to it. There's more that you need to do in that discovery process other than fit. Secondly, you need to connect with that buyer. Sellers who connect with buyers are Five times more likely to close a deal. It's according to reachable. This is important. You need to connect with that buyer and how you ask questions, the way you ask questions and what questions you ask can connect you to that buyer. Similarly, you need to establish trust. Trust. Everybody knows trust is a huge part of sales. If you can't achieve trust, meaning they trust that you and your product are going to help them, then they're not closing they're not giving you money if they don't trust you that this is going to work and the trust starts here. Actually, it should start well before this, but this is where we really start seeing that take off. You can establish trust right at the beginning of the call in the discovery process. A lot of that has to do with the types of questions you're asking, how you dive into those answers and the way you handle the process, your confidence behind it. Okay. So if you're only looking for fit, You're missing out on the ability to connect with that buyer. You're missing out on establishing trust. And maybe the most important one, the last one, you're not getting them emotional. We've talked about it. Emotional buyers take action. And buyers who don't get that emotion, not going to happen. We know that humans buy with emotion. This is your chance to get them emotional. The discovery phase is your chance to get them to a point where they say, yes, I am so in trouble that I've got to have a product solve it." okay? It's incredible. Even before they see your product, even before they go through the demo, they can get so worked up and they trust you so much that they feel like they need you. One of my clients, Greg, said it best after he went through our program and he's crushing it. He said, after discovery, Our prospects are 80 to 90% closed before they even see the product. They're 80 to 90% closed. Imagine that. Can you imagine getting your prospects to a point where they are basically about to buy even before they even see your product? How cool is that? So again, the biggest mistake in discovery that I've been seeing lately is that people are only looking for fit and they stop there. They start selling. No, we need to go deeper. We need to do more. Okay. We need to make sure we're connecting. We need to make sure that we're establishing trust with the buyer. And mostly we need to make sure we're getting them emotional about their problem. They need to hate their problem. They need to leave the call hating their problem much more than they did coming into the call. Sometimes coming in like, yeah, I got a problem. And if you leave me like, holy cow, this is horrible. What are we going to do? We got to fix it right now. Okay. So don't just look for fit. Do the other three as well. Connect, establish trust, get them emotional. That's number one. By the way, if you like this, please like this. I want to make sure that this is good content for you. Give it a like. If you are on YouTube, subscribe. If you are on the podcast, subscribe there. Make sure that you don't miss out on any of the cool things. I've got some awesome guests coming up. I want to make sure you don't miss out on any of these growth tactics we're going to teach you. Okay, so hit that subscribe button. Number two, in the educate phase. Now, what is educate? Educate is where you can share something that you've learned to help your buyer. Buyers love it because instead of selling, it feels like they're being taught and that people want to learn. People don't want to be sold to. There's a lot of different pieces of the educate phase, a lot of different ways to educate. But really, there's one big mistake I've been seeing a lot. That big mistake is that people, sellers that is, are not educating the buyer on themselves. And I'm not talking about the software remember folks, people buy from people, people buy from people. And so if you're not telling them about you, the person, then they never quite get that full connection to you. They never quite understand you. They never quite believe in you. So mistake number two is don't forget to tell them about yourself. In our program, We have a group of software founders. It's a really cool mastermind. If you're a software founder, hit me up, send me a message, and we'll see if you're a fit to join. But we talk about this all the time and we call it our personal why. Our personal why. Why are you doing what you do? Okay. If you're not telling them about yourself, you're missing a huge opportunity. And so many demos I've seen, the buyer or the seller rather never tells them about themselves. Okay. So you need to explain a little bit about why you're doing what you do. If you're the founder, explain why you decided to come out with this product. What made you want to do that? Maybe you saw some, you struggled yourself. You saw that there were no other solutions out there. You wanted to be the answer to that solution, whatever it is. If you're not the founder, that's fine. You still should be telling your personal why. Hey, I've always loved helping people. And now I get a chance to do that. And when I have somebody email me saying that what I, what I got them was a product that really has made their life so much better. That is such a big joy to me. And if you can do that, if you can share your personal why, this buyer now connects with you and they're pulling for you. If you do it right, they're going to want you to win. And the way you win is that you close them. It's kind of incredible. They now want you to close them. Once they believe in you, once they trust you, once they connect with you, it's unbelievable how much they want you to win. So mistake number two is people forget to tell their personal why. Have your personal why, craft it, script it out, practice it so it doesn't sound scripted, and then deliver it and win. Okay, we got two down, two to go. Number three is associate. The associate phase is where we're able to take our product, our solution, and associate it to their challenges and their goals. Meaning we tailor how we're going to help them to their needs. Now, very critical with this, of course, you can't do it if you don't discover well. If you don't really understand what their problems and their goals are, then you can't associate. So we need to absolutely know what their problems are. We need to make sure that we identify the problems and then we've got to make sure that our product can help. Once we understand it can, we got to show them explicitly, exactly how our product is going to help them. Now it's kind of funny. And this is one of the big mistakes. This is number three. But did you know, and this is something that I didn't understand for a long time, because my first SaaS product, it was a situation where it saved people time. So so products either save time, they save money, they add money, something like that. Ours was a save time. And we went through a lot of effort to create a return on investment analysis, a return on investment calculator. So people just plug in their numbers and spit something out and say here you go, you're gonna save this much time. Well, we went through a lot of effort and it never really caught on. First of all, it was too big. Even though we did it real, like this is the actual time saving, it felt too big. And that happens a lot in ROI calculators with software. The buyer won't believe it. They won't believe that they're going to get that much gain out of it. Right? They don't understand that. So We actually had to dumb it down and make the ROI not as good as it actually was. And it got a little bit of traction, but it still never really hit home. And it wasn't until long after that I realized and I learned that human beings are emotional buyers. ROI is a logical thing. It's not an emotional thing. An ROI calculator is not an emotional piece of the buying process. So it doesn't really stir them. They see it, it's logical, it's great. So human beings buy with emotion and they justify with logic. So the ROI actually is better for somebody who's already sold emotionally, kind of just needs that last little bit of convincing. Okay, I didn't know that. So the third mistake is that not enough sellers are actually sharing what does close better than our ROI. It closes much better than an ROI, significantly better than an ROI analysis. And that is a story. A relevant customer success story closes at significantly increased rates than an ROI analysis. And it's pretty incredible. Once I realized that, we started crafting stories. Yes, don't just come out with stories off your hip. You should identify customers who have had successes, Understand who they are, what they are, how they had the success and start crafting the story. You need to make sure that the stories tell the backstory of how bad things were, that you go through what they went through in order to try and solve the problem, that they found your product, your solution, and now the results that they're getting. If you have enough stories, then any buyer who comes your way, you're going to be able to connect them to a particular customer. And that's key. Make sure that you're telling the story based on something relevant. You do not want to tell a story that doesn't even fit that person. So if you have a two-person company come to you, don't tell them how you helped Coca-Cola. Don't tell them how you helped Tesla. They won't care. it's not going to resonate. They won't care. Likewise, if you have Tesla coming to you, don't tell them about this two-person company you helped. They won't care. It's not going to resonate. They're going to say that doesn't help us at all. So make sure they're relevant. Make sure the relevancy is there. But have these stories crafted out and ready. So as soon as you have a situation come up, you can explain how one of your customers or multiple were able to see this thing, have this problem, get this result from your product, and now they're winning to this degree. Wow. That is where a ton of sales happen because people will connect themselves to the person in that story, and then they will... Feel themselves getting that success. So, not enough people are crafting and telling stories within their sales process, within their demos. That is mistake number three. Don't let that mistake happen to you. All right, we're three down. In discovery, people are only looking for fit. In educate, they're not talking about themselves, not telling their personal why. And in associate, they're not telling good, relevant customer stories. Number four, in the lead phase, and lead is where now we take control. We lead them to the close. It's now our chance to make sure that those next steps happen, to make sure that the buyer continues down the journey and closes the deal. This is a phase that a lot of people miss. They don't, they do not, do not take control and they do not lead well. And so if we're going to lead that person to the next steps, mistake number four is too many sellers are not booking the next meeting. You absolutely need to book the next meeting that's going to happen if you actually want the meeting to happen. The whole thing is the acronym is BAM FAM. Book a meeting from a meeting. Book a meeting from a meeting. If you get to the end of the call and they show positive signs and it looks like they're going to be a buyer, don't just say, yep, they're probably going to buy. I'll send them a link. Hopefully they click it. You need to make sure it's going to happen. Okay, here's the next step. We need to have a final conversation. We need to round up all of your people. We need to do this, whatever whatever has to happen. Get it on the books. Okay. Hey, how's Tuesday look for you? Tuesday at 10, I've got that open. Let's get that blocked off so nobody else takes it. I just, I just want to make sure. Once you book that meeting, your chances of closing a deal rise significantly. Don't just say, yeah, I'll call you next week. That's not good enough. I'll call you next week is not good enough. Get it on the calendar. And if they say, well, I don't know, I don't really want to book. Do you not feel like this is a solution that's going to help you? Like put them on the spot. I know that feels weird, by the way. Like, whoa, in my old days, I never would have done that. But if they don't want a book, you need to figure out why. Wait, wait, you told me that this solution was going to work for you. Are you not wanting to take the next steps now? Really put them on the spot. Make them come up with an objection. And if they can't, then there's a problem. And even if they do come up with an objection, that's great. You want objections out so that you can squash them, but get them to do it. Now, most people don't do that. If you've done your job right up to this point, if they believe you, if they trust you, if they've connected with you, if they see value in the product, they're going to want to move to the next step. They're going to want to book the meeting. And if you book that meeting, you're much more likely to close. So do not forget to book the meeting. Too many people are making this mistake in their demos. So there you have it. That's four mistakes. That I've seen in demos lately that you can eliminate and close a lot more deals right now. In Discover, don't only look for fit. In Educate, don't miss out on telling them about yourselves, your personal why. In Associate, don't forget to tell stories. And in Lead, don't forget to book the next meeting. And by the way, if you want to have awesome demos, I have a guide, a free guide that I'm sharing right now. It's called The Ultimate Demo. This thing is going to make it really easy to be able to book a whole ton of meetings. And I've got it here. I want to make sure I share it. I'll put it in the link. I'll put it in the meeting notes and down below in the YouTube notes the description. But I also want to share it audibly so you can take it if you're wanting to write it down. If you go to go.matwallock.com slash v-ultimate-demo. Again, that's go.mattwallach.com. That's M-A-T-T-W-O-L-A-C-H.com. Go.mattwallach.com slash the-ultimate-demo. I've got my free guide there. Go download it. What it's going to do, it's going to walk you through the exact structure that I train my clients on. These clients that are going from 20s close rate to 80s close rate, that's the structure you're going to get when you download this. So go download this guide. It's called the ultimate demo. It's going to share with you exactly how to set up your demo so you start getting crazy close rates. Go grab it right now. It's free. Just It's simple. Super quick read. You'll love it. Make it easy. Okay. This has been fun. I hope this helped. I'm glad I was able to share this with you because I've seen some of this stuff lately. It hasn't been fun watching it happen. So I hope that this helps you. If you need help, more help, send me a message, send me a DM, find me on LinkedIn, find me on Twitter. I'm available on both of those and I'll make sure I help you out there. Thanks, folks. Take care. Have a good one.